Welcome to the At Home Workouts Blueprint Rapid Implementation Guide. This is lesson three of five where we're doing a deep dive into how to bring back program periodization and become your own pro SNC coach. I'm joined here by Rad Bormeister and Richard Lellies, both co-founders of Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Plus, uh, well actually we don't have Phil here today. Uh, he's, we've just got an empty chair next to me. <laughs> if you're watching the live podcast recording this week, guys, remember we're doing a special series on how to implement our at-home workouts blueprint. It's yet to launch, but it will be launching soon with the 10 secrets to a better workout at home than your friends get in the gym. Today is a big show where we're going to frame that. Now, if you're tuning in from the UMS Movement Mastermind group or the podcast or even on our Unity Gym YouTube channel, you will be able to download the blueprint using the link in the description once we get these up on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. And we'll share it also in the UMS Movement Mastermind group. How are you, Rad? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, loving this series. It's, it's, a, it's a near and dear one that's close to home for me. You know, for those of you that if this is the first episode of this series that you've watched, I'm sure that there's some of you that, that missed the first and second episode. And if you did, uh, go back and watch it again because it's really valuable stuff. But we're doing these, we're recording these uh, about, a, about two months after we came back from lockdown, which was a 12-week period in Australia where the gyms were closed. And we were forced to figure out a way to, to coach our gym members at home, which is why we created the at-home workout program. And if, you, if you're unaware of it, the results that I personally experienced that are validated by just looking at what I was like in week one of those at-home workouts, because I trained with my shirt off every day, and then looking at me in, in week 12, I put on six kilos, but I leaned up, I became leaner. And the only way you can do that is if you lose fat, which means if I put on six kilos, but I was leaner, I would have actually put on about seven kilos of muscle and lost fat at the same time. I also increased my flexibility, which is massive because I'm already a pretty flexible person. I increased my strength, I came out stronger, and I've, I was fitter than I've ever been in since you know I was in the army. When I was in the army um, 10 years ago, I was pretty fit, but um, I don't do that much cardio now anymore, but just those little circuits that we did at the end of those at-home workouts, man, was I fit. So I'm just so pumped and excited to be talking about this stuff because there's so many people around the world that are that are still in lockdown from the, the coronavirus. And even for people that aren't, there's some people that just want to train at home, you know. And there's or in a, a park. Or, or in a park, know, whatever. There's people that just don't like going to the gym and that's totally fine. And, you know, this is what the whole purpose of this series is. It, it's, it's to teach you that you can get a better workout outside of the gym than your buddies are getting in the yeah, gym if absolutely. you know what to do. If you know what to do, if you know how to apply properly proper strength and conditioning principles that have been tried, tested and proven. They've stood the test of time because they are what deliver results. And yep. a lot of the time it's going back to simplicity. Now, before we get into it, this is midweek. So I want to do a quick recap. Uh, on Monday or lesson one, we did how to ensure you don't hit the at-home training hurdle that sabotages success. And it was all about setting yourself up for success, time blocking, uh, time for exercise, maximizing efficiency, setting up a little workout space and then uh, really hacking into your motivation or what's going to motivate you. Uh, lesson two was how to maximize workout efficiency uh, so you stay motivated to crush your goals. It was all about program splits. And we literally gave you our exact program split from the UMS at-home workouts. And of course, today we're going to go deep. We're going to take a deep dive into the key strength and conditioning principles that we use in the UMS 
uh, online coaching group in Unity Gym here that really, like everyone, we've had a lot of people, and, and before we get started, I'd like to say this, I'd like to um, give a huge shout out to those of you in our UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group, in the Unity Gym Tribe group, and in our UMS online coaching group who have recently given us a Google review uh, and shared your experiences, uh, a lot of them specifically for the at-home workouts. I want to talk to you about why it's important that you guys do that. You know, there are going to be a lot of people here listening to this deep dive, the uh, rapid implementation guide, who are, you know, thinking, wow, this is a little bit too much for me. It's a little bit too complex. It's a, li it's a little bit too hard. And there are a lot of people who, you know, when, it, when, when you show them the blueprint, when you show them what uh, goes into a good program, there's a lot of work. There's, you know, Rad, Richard and myself have all been in the industry and training ourselves for decades. There's an accumulated probably 50 years of knowledge going into this program, you know. Yep. It's not something that you can just fluke. Yeah. And, uh, and, and especially when you've been training for a little while, and you want to get uh, um, beyond that initial adaptation period. So I just want to give a shout out to those people who have given those Google reviews because there are going to be, that there is a very large possibility that your review, your story, what you share is the tipping point for someone who might actually start exercising properly and start getting some really, really life-changing transformational results. Yeah. So much love to you guys. Thank you very much for doing that. And for those of you who are listening or going into this deep dive, who are just starting to absorb our content for the very first time, I urge you to jump over. Uh, just search Unity Gym on Google and check out the, the, the reviews coming in because those are real people. They're yeah. real stories. You and know? you know what? Like to talk about what you just said, like if you're listening to this stuff and you're, we're into day three now, you've, you've heard a couple of days, you've read the, um, the at-home workouts blueprint and if you're looking at this going, oh my God, this is so confusing. The, the, the truth is, it is. It's, to, to create a good program, there's a lot that goes into it. And if you're feeling that, if you're feeling that confusion, we've got a really simple solution. Jump into our at-home workouts because we've done it all for you. We've removed the confusion and we have created the ultimate at-home workout routine to make you strong, flexible, and fit all in one hour workouts. And it'll change your life. So if you are feeling like, wow, I really wanna get started on this, but God, this is so much information and I don't know how to do it, then then just grab that program. Yeah. And um, we offer a 30-day money-back guarantee with all our programs. If you get it and you don't like it, let us know and we'll refund you in full. Heck, you could probably memorize because we, we've done the, the, the at-home workouts in a way where we've released it in phases so that it's not overwhelming, it's not a subscription. You can just get one phase and, and, abs and get an incredible result from that one phase yep. you could almost rehearse and learn the the, the program and the, in 30 days and then just get the refund <laughs> you know <laughs> that's keep, what you want to do keep yep. going yeah, yeah absolutely okay guys um let's dive into it because today is a really really important lesson uh this is i think probably the most important and that's why i put it right in the middle here uh, today we're going to talk about how undulating your training between high and low volumes delivers an incredible result. This is exactly how we program for the UMS, uh, both here in the gym and online. We're going to talk about how updating your workouts every four weeks helps avoid plateaus, and that's how we did it in the at-home workouts. And there's a very real um, specific reason why we will have a lot of people on the uh, 
on the live stream and in the um, in the UMS going, oh, why are you doing four weeks and not six weeks like the UMS program? We'll explain that today. And then finally, in step three, we're going to include how to, um, we're going to share how to include a peak and deload week for maximum results and talk about how that worked for us. Now, that brings me to the question of the day. For those on the live stream, and maybe Richie can type this out for us in the comments, question of the day is how did you find the periodization where we ramp up into a peak week and then have the deload week what was your personal experiences with that give us your feedback share how it made you feel share how your body adapted to it because it's a it's one of the key elements to our program and i'd love to hear some discussion or see some discussion on that from the live viewers Okay, so I'll build some context here. I'll read out the email that these guys would have got in the uh, rapid implementation guide. The closure of gyms highlighted a lack of fundamental programming knowledge among personal trainers. Overnight, most coaches went from trainer to entertainer. We did a huge series on this a couple of weeks ago. It was a disaster, quite frankly. I've observed that trainers try to overcome their lack of programming skill by throwing exercises into their workouts that do nothing more than challenge your coordination. Uh, I think the advent of, jumping off script here, the, ad, the, the, the advent of uh, social media has made this much worse because people are trying to entertain and wow with appealing to the eye exercise routines that deliver very mediocre results. We'll talk about that more in a sec. Although it's okay to do sp uh, sparingly, there must be clear reasoning and it should be done progressively. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're challenging coordination, it still needs to have progressive overload. Coordination is a major limiting factor in the development of strength and flexibility. I'm going to repeat that twice because this is probably the key insight from today's lesson. Coordination is a major limiting factor in the development of strength and flexibility. Now, our Google reviews often describe our UMS at-home workouts as revolutionary. But guys, this, the reality is the best thing about them is that they're not revolutionary. They're just proper strength and conditioning. We're not trying to do anything new here. We're not trying to bedazzle you with fanciness that's really difficult to wrap your head around and coordinate. I'll give you the three key secrets to our UMS at-home workouts, and this is why they were so successful. We undulate the training between high and low volumes, meaning one program phase is high volume followed by a low volume. This is how we do it in the UMS and here at the gym. Since there's an inverse relationship between volume and intensity, when the volumes are high, the intensity is low and vice versa. So that means that if you're doing super high reps, of course you're gonna have to do lighter weight, and then if you're doing super high weight, then it's much better to do low reps and you just won't be able to rep them at the same, uh, same amount of volume. Second, we update the workouts every four weeks to avoid plateaus. Now, this is uh, important for those listening who are in the UMS. In our UMS online coaching and in Unity Gym, we actually follow a six-week mesocycle and Rad's going to put a lot of give a lot of insight on why in a sec but since we don't need a testing week we follow a four-week cycle in the UMS at-home workouts Rad's going to reveal what a testing week is in a moment we include a peak and deload week for maximum results this has become a staple in our regular programming for one simple reason because it's the best way to train it just uh, provides the best amount of stimulus for the body now these programming methods are not super complex but they work 
If you apply these three steps to your at-home training, you will see exceptional results. Let's dive deep into each of those three points, starting with the first one, Rad. Well, yeah, look, b before we even do that, I just want to really, I want to quickly touch on this thing that we spoke about yesterday about this idea of, you know, overnight most coaches went from trainer to entertainer. I think this is a really, really important thing for us to drive home. Because I know that when you're the person that's looking for the answers, you don't know who to believe. You really don't. You know, why, like, people are gonna be watching this and thinking, well, I don't know if I should listen to these guys or listen to that other guy's video that I just watched where he looks he's ripped got slightly and better abs. and he's, yeah. you know, he looks muscular <laughs> and he's showing these workouts, like, maybe that's gonna work better for me. And, like, I really get that. So I need to, I need to just really frame that. I need to understand that I, I respect the confusion but I'm telling you right now, Yanni and I have been personal trainers for 17 years, and we've got the, not just the results within our own bodies. I mean, I'm 42 right now as I sit in front of you. I was 42 when we filmed those at-home workouts. Um, we've got the results to prove, and we've also got the results to prove with our, with our tribe around the world. And I'm telling you right now, this concept of complexity really stifles people's progress is really important to understand. When you start doing movements that require serious coordination, it is very, very hard to control the body in a way that produces the results that you want. Simplicity is what produces results. It really does. The complex, like adding complexity to movements is, a, is for very, very advanced people. And unfortunately, yeah, this is what these, these people that have, you know, I don't know if they're doing it intentionally or not. Of course we don't. They're of doing course it for we views. That. Yeah, but they're, they're doing it for views. It's, it's intentional but, but because they are, know that they get views. But there are also a lot of people that don't that are out there that, that they've been able to successfully train their own body, but they don't know how to train other people effectively. Mm. And there are, you've got to understand, for those of you that are listening, training yourself versus training someone else are two very different skills. Very, very different. Because when you train yourself, you just feel what works for you. And, and a lot of these people just were naturally well, they, gifted a, a, at this stuff. A, a lot of them also forget the sheer amount of time they've invested in their training. That's right. You know, you've been you training know, for 15 years. You can't just come up with something that works for you and expect to give that to everybody else. You know, there's a very small percentage of people in the world that well, are at that level that can, let me know. Let me add to that because this is really important to understand. And this is what a lot of people fall victim to. And I see it a lot. I see it among people that I follow and I uh, aspire to too as well. People train for 15 years laying a foundation of strength, flexibility and fitness. They build a physique by doing so and most of the time it's practicing very basic, very simple bodybuilding practice. You know, they're overloading the body through program periodization, through progressive overload and through an, an, an enormous amount of volume on simplicity, simple movements. Yep. Then they get very bored of that. For whatever reason, their own personal training evolves uh, to doing Fancy stuff, which is fun what stuff. Which is what should happen. Yeah, you know, that's you, exactly right. You get to right. a point after several years where you, you should move on to something else. You yeah, know? that's exactly right. Uh, but then what happens is the stuff that they post on social media gets much more engagement than the basic stuff that they actually did to build the body that they've got that everyone's looking at that's their unique selling point. Yeah. And so then they think, well, I can't, like, I'm not, they don't make money selling simple. 
So they sell this complex bullshit that that never delivered the results in the first place. Now, here's the thing, guys. It's much easier to maintain a physique, to maintain a level of strength, flexibility, and fitness than it is to get it in the first place. And getting it in the first place takes time, and it takes doing the simple stuff over and over and over again, you know? And so, unfortunately, there's there's this myriad of people out there falling victim to the notion that you can train with these fancy looking workouts and get the body that the person who's teaching it has and it's not the way it works you yeah, know yeah. and i see it time and time again and it frustrates the crap out of me yeah uh it's it, you know it, yes do fancy if you want to learn how to do twinkle toe sidestep jump around touch your toes and mm. bow mm. you know if that's what you want to learn then then yeah practice that but if you're not trying to learn that and you're trying to become the person who's on that uh, instagram feed then chances are you, you need to do something totally different yeah, you know absolutely absolutely so it's really important that that you know if you are watching this and you're trying to decipher what kind of path you go down you, you have to remember that you you really do so let's go into these uh the question that yanni asked me so uh how do we undulate uh training between high and low volume so the way we did it in the at-home workouts really we, we just started with something that was quite simple so for example on mondays we just did a basic push-up uh, I'm pretty sure I've got to got to remember back to it now because it was a while ago. No, we did um, pike push-ups first, didn't we? Yeah, we did pike push-ups, but Thursday. I'm pretty sure. No, we did pike push-ups and then we did the push-ups with your hands near the hip. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I can't even remember what we yeah. called those ones. Planche push-ups. Planche push-ups. Yeah, yep. yeah. So they're both simple movements that can easily be regressed. Okay, and then we slowly progress to some more challenging movements that are easier to overload the body um, by doing the archer push-ups and the one and a quarter push-ups. So you can you can achieve um, uh, fatigue easier in a shorter amount of time. So that's yep. an example of a way that we... We, we, we um, uh, periodized intensity and volume with a mix of both the exercise selection going from easy to hard movements, but also by um, adding what we call inter and intraset overload variables where we change the contraction type, we uh, um, add the um, addition of pause repetitions yep. in the least advantageous point of the movement to create more difficulty, more load. Yep. And we also by, or like for example, on the leg days, like as we got pr- progressively through phase one, two and three, I, I added more exercises within the same workout that really fatigued the legs, whereas in phase one, there it, 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 there were less exercises that really fatigued the legs. So even though you're doing the same amount of exercises in a workout, there was a couple of them that were carefully selected to allow your legs to recover a bit more. But everyone was saying once we got into phase two and three, it was just murder because it was, you know, it, there was less rest time between yeah. the exercises that really pushed you and challenged you, you know, those... Um, plyometric lunges who remembers those yeah they were brutal brutal Brutal. (laughs) Uh, then uh, let's talk about how uh, and why we update the workout or the exercise selection every four weeks yeah and why we do it differently than the six-week mesocycle that we use in the UMS yeah so it's a a really good question and there's a couple of reasons for that so the reason why we do six-week mesocycles in the UMS is because when we when we do the U the U so the UMS is the unify movement system for those of you that don't understand that's our unique program Um, I would go as far as saying let's 
our revolutionary program. It's the only program I've seen that balances strength and flexibility within the same workout. We don't tell you to do separate workouts for strength and flexibility. And the at-home workouts uses the same principles, okay? So the reason why we do six-week mesocycles in there is because when, when, when we do the unified movement system, we're not limited with our exercise selection by thinking of um, we have to do it all body weight. So we use weights, you know? And when we're doing something like deadlifts and squats and bench press and shoulder press and things like that, um, we like to have a bit more time for somebody doing the same movement before we change the program. Um, because the movements are, they do, um, they are, uh, more complex, you know, as soon as you start using barbells and things like that, it does become more challenging for the body. Um, so we, we want more time with that. And also because we have a testing week as well and a, a deload week slash testing week, in the testing week, people come up with a custom made program for themselves. Um, and it's important that you have enough time to really absorb those new movements and teach your body how to do it. And three weeks just isn't really enough for that. Whereas when we're doing the at-home workouts, the movements are simpler. They're, 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 they're not as complex. We're not using barbells. So there you run into a new problem, which is that people feel much sooner, they feel like, oh, I need a change. You know, I've been doing this for a little while. And even though we've, we've, we've really ragged on trainers becoming entertainers, there is an element of we do need to pe keep people engaged. Well, well there's, you know? a, there's a reason for that is because when, you've, when you're manipulating body weight, it's leverage that yep. you're manipulating and there's, a lim there's limitations yeah, to that. Right. Whereas yeah. there's, very, there's no limitations to how much weight you can continually add using dumbbells, kettlebells and barbells. Yep. So during a program mesocycle or the four week or six week phase, uh, in the gym, you're ramp loading, you're adding little bits of weight each week. Whereas yep. in the at-home workouts, it's only, you're, you're limited to how much you can manipulate the body positioning. Yeah. Yeah, and so right. you run out, you tap that uh, much quicker. You, 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 you basically um, tap out the extent of that much quicker, yep. you know? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And then the, the last uh, step. You hit a point of diminishing returns, I should say. Yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right. And then the last step um, here is that we include a peak and a deload week for maximum results. And this is really important to understand. One of the biggest problems that people face in the gym is the concept of more is more. Like if I train harder, I will get better results. And it isn't true. It's, it, 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 the, the right answer would be smarter is, I don't like less is more either, that's not right, but smarter is more. And the way you train smarter is you have, you ramp load and you have a peak week and a deload week. And what that looks like in a four week cycle is, well, you go into week one and then new movements. The whole idea of week one is really figuring out how many reps can you do in, in, in the gym with weightlifting, how much weight can I lift? In the at-home workouts, what leverage point do I use? Like if I'm doing a pike push-up, a pike handstand push-up, how, how far, far away are there? my hands yeah. from my feet? Or if I'm doing a push-up, do I need to be on my knees or do I need to be on my feet or do I need to, need to do eccentric reps yeah. where all I do is work on the way down? So you're working that out. You're figuring things out. And you've got, yep. you know, so that whole workout is about figuring it out. And if you train intelligently, you don't just go hell for leather in week one. You really spend that workout. Each set will be quite different to the last set because you'll do one set and then you'll think to yourself, wow, you know, the program here says I'm meant to do five to eight reps and I could barely do three reps. I might make it a bit easier on this last, on this next set. And then the next set you go, oh, wow, I did eight reps and I think I could have done more. And you keep adjusting and hopefully by the end of the workout you say, okay, now I know what I need to do. Yeah. So then week two, 
you refine what you already know and you re- and you go for it a bit and more. that's the first week that you start to really challenge yourself a bit more that's yeah. right yeah and then if you get all of that right then in week three you peak and yeah. in week three the goal would be that you go into week three really knowing like last week I, I got you know six reps of this progression and I'm going to do my very best to try and get seven this week yeah um, and then and that's why we call it peak week because this is the week where you that, that hopefully there's no more let's figure things out. It's a, let's get a really good workout and let's create some adaptation. And the majority of the adaptation occurs from what you did in the, in that peak week. Yeah. So it's really important that you understand it's not about just go hard, go hard, go hard. It's not about that. Yep. It's about work it out, refine it, and then, and then max, work, it out. max it out. Yep. And then if you do all of that correctly, you will not be able to train at the same intensity in the next week. You just won't. And if yeah. you do, and you repeat that over and over again, you run the risk of injury, and you eventually guaranteed you'll get injured. Or you'll do what's called a forced deload, which is where your body will be so smashed that you'll just go, oh man, I need to take yeah. a few days off. So we don't do that. What yeah. we do is a deload week. And in the deload week, we deload the volume that we do down to 40%. So the way we did it in the at-home workouts was we still did five rounds, but we did less reps in each round and we basically just went through the motions with it and it allowed our body to recover and if you look dave clark on the um live stream here um and anybody else that's watching on the live stream if you did the at-home workouts i'd really like you to answer this question for us which is how did peak week and deload week affect you during the the at-home workouts but dave said here i found the peak week idea works well because you are more inclined and confident to push yourself harder by knowing you get a reduced load week to recover and maintain results and that is exactly what it's for and everybody i mean man I, like you can see me in those videos when we were doing peak week i was just crying for for deload week and oh 100 i mean yeah. look you when this is one of those things that as you get more um familiar with the program principles you you make it work better for yourself you know uh, and for, for you and myself and Richard, when we're ramping and peaking, it's full on, man. And a lot of the senior guys are the same. Yeah. So you really need that deload period. But what people don't understand, and this is what's really important, uh, is that the you know, of, of course we all wish we could just go 100% all of the time and just get co- continually level up from that. But the reality is we, we know that that's not tr- the case. You know, you, you can't train at 100% all of the time. Uh, and the be- and the, ma- the majority of the adaptation and results come from, well, well, okay, I'll rephrase this. All of the adaptations come from recovering from yeah. exercise, not yeah. the exercise itself, you know. Yeah, the exercise just creates the stimulus and the recovery re- uh, is the catalyst, the adaptation. You know, yeah. yeah, that's right. And so you need to really get your head around this. Like if you're not doing some sort of pro and and it, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this and and it, it, it throws a whole new element into the mix if you're training for a specific um competition or sport or event then the periodization really has to be dialed in to suit that date you know so you've got to tailor all of the mesocycles macrocycles and microcycles to fit your program your, your schedule but for everyone else who's just going day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, and wanting to really get strong, flexible, and athletic, then you need to, um, you, yeah, you need to follow a cycle that works, you know, that gives the body enough time to properly adapt to the stimulus, that stimulates the body correctly, but that doesn't, 
cause injuries because you're pushing uh, at the wrong points. You know, when you're learning new movements and you're laying new neural pathways and you're getting that coordination factor dialed in, that's not the time to be peaking. That's not the time to be taking your body, your, your muscles, your nerves to failure. You know, you shouldn't be experience neuromuscular failure during the first one or two weeks of a program phase, you know. And so, uh, and this is where a lot of people get it wrong. A lot of trainers and coaches get it really wrong too, you know? Yep. So uh, it's something, it's, it's really worth learning. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Diane uh, has jumped in and said, as I'm doing this program for the first time, I'll be very interested to experience the results of deload. Yeah, just make sure that when you are doing your deload week that you, um, you understand that it's not just deloading from the volume of the, of the workouts, which is what we do, we take care of that for you in the at-home workouts, um, you need to make sure that you're recovering properly. And that's the week where it's really, really important to get eight hours of sleep every night, which hopefully you try to get eight and a half hours in bed to achieve that. Um, you know, you eat really good food and you don't party that week. That's not the week to say, oh, this is the deload week from gym, I'm gonna party. It's yeah. the week to really understand the metabolic processes that are going on, on in your body. And you've done all this hard work to create that adaptation. And if you deload properly, you're going to see yeah, yourself 100%. get a lot stronger and a lot more flexible. I'd say if, you, if, you, if you're gonna align your lifestyle to the program mesocycle best, the, probably the phase, the week one of every phase would be the best time to go to out go and out vlog and yourself and yeah. drink because yeah. that's when you're kind of in figuring things yep. out. Yeah, definitely. It's know. not deload week. Deload week is not the week to, yeah. to Deload week is absolutely alcohol. where the week to dial in your sleep, to dial in your rest, to dial down your stress, the cortisol in your body. That's when you want to be getting, your cortisol is going to run rampant in peak week and that's when you want it there you want it because it helps initiate a lot of the adaptations on a physiological level but then in deload week you want to get rid of it and you want to drive up the growth factors you want to drive up the recovery pathways you want to eat the right food you want to get lots of sleep it's a good week to get massage uh, things like that you know yep. yeah absolutely well thanks for tuning in today everyone and really hope you're enjoying this uh, at-home workouts rapid implementation guide it's really valuable stuff if you're trying to figure out how to put together an at-home uh, workout program and um, you know if you if you want to know if you want to just have it done for you grab our uh, at-home workouts program get the phase one and uh, and dive in and see how we do it um, and we'll see you tomorrow uh, for for day four of this program lesson four yeah where we're going to be talking about how to make your at-home workouts unbeatable um, and more effective than your friends that are at fancy gyms have a great day everyone have a great day Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.